peace of our Lord be with you. Put on the whole armor of God. Every three years, the common lectionary asks the church throughout the world to read those words from today's epistle lesson. And every time they roll back around, it is helpful and important for us to remember that putting on the whole armor of God is not something that we do all at once or once and for all, but rather over and over, day after day, getting up every morning and preparing ourselves to live that one day of our lives in a mindful, thoughtful, prayerful way. And then getting up the next day and doing it all over again. To put on the whole armor of God is just one of the many metaphors in Scripture for getting ready. Getting ourselves ready, preparing ourselves to face whatever is coming next. To put on the whole armor of God is to center ourselves spiritually so that we might someday actually go through an entire day in a completely thoughtful, mindful, prayerful way. To put on the whole armor of God is to get ourselves ready to live deeply, fully, and faithfully into each encounter and conversation. Getting ourselves ready to pay attention to and see the image of God in every person who crosses our path that day. Which is why putting on the whole armor of God is something we have to do all over again with each new day. Some people do that by reading a psalm every morning. Some people do it by reading the Sermon on the Mount all the way through each and every day. Some by going on a prayer walk. Others by just sitting silently for a few moments in centering, grounding prayer. Some people turn to a favorite podcast or daily devotional guide such as Henry Nouwen's Bread for the Journey or Fred Beekner's Listening to Your Life or, best of all these days, Richard Rohr's amazing book, Yes And, while others find writing in a daily prayer journal to be a very helpful, centering, grounding discipline. Some people do all of the above. Some people do none of the above, 
And not because they don't want to, but because they can't. Because the minute their feet hit the floor, their life is an incessant blur of family responsibility which leaves little space for any stillness of any kind. I don't know about you, but I grew up in one of those churches where the preachers were always saying, if you really want to do something, you'll find time to do it. I think it was supposed to make us feel guilty, and it did. And I suppose I used to say that too until I found out that it just isn't true. The truth is, depending upon what season of life you are in, there may be lots of wonderful things that you truly want to do that you don't do because you can't do, because you don't have that much control over your time. So that needs to be said too, right, out loud in church that some of us engage in many daily spiritual practices and some of us don't engage in any and it isn't because we don't want to. It's because our responsibilities just won't allow us to. In one of her books, the writer Elizabeth Gilbert tells about renting a small cabin on the isolated Indonesian island of Gili Minnow and embarking there on a silent spiritual retreat which Gilbert began by making this vow. I promise, she said, that I am going to close my mouth and I am not going to open it again until something inside me has changed. That's the kind of spiritual retreat I imagine many of us, most of us, maybe almost all of us would love to take. But it's the kind of luxury very few of us can afford. Rather, most of us just have to build this airplane while we're flying it putting on the whole armor of God a little piece here and a little piece there when and where and how we can. But for even the most hurried and breathless of us, some kind of daily centering of the soul is very important because that's how we get ourselves ready to face whatever is coming next in a mindful, thoughtful, prayerful way. No one has ever more clearly captured the dailiness of putting on the whole armor of God than the brilliant poet Mary Oliver with her single simple sentence, another morning and I wake with thirst for the goodness I do not have, which is a truly beautiful, deeply spiritual way to live. Waking every morning, yearning for the goodness we do not yet have. 
not because we're trying to get God to love us more. God can't love us any more than God already does. And not because we hope that if we get better, there will be a blessing for us in this life or a reward for us in the next life. I so wish I could deliver all of us from that kind of thinking. So we get completely free from any external motivation of reward or punishment. That's not why we wake up every morning yearning and longing for the goodness we do not yet have. We wake up every morning with thirst for the goodness we do not yet have because we want to live the one and only life we're ever going to have as deeply, fully, and faithfully as we can. Who wants to underlive the one and only life we are ever going to have in this world as far as we know? That's why we wake up every morning with that daily longing to take that day's small step along the path to depth. Putting on the whole armor of God, which just means getting ready. That's all it means. It just means preparing ourselves to face whatever's coming next and live into it in a way that is thoughtful and mindful and prayerful. Getting up every day and starting all over again. Putting on the whole armor of God. Each new day tied to and yet free from every day which came before. Just like the days of creation in the book of Genesis. Every day building on but going beyond the day before, each new day bent by the weight of every day already done, but free from the weight of every day yet to come. Each day, another day when we get to practice the skill of living and speaking in a mindful, thoughtful, prayerful way. Living lives of clarity, courage, and kindness. Putting on the whole armor of God. Getting ourselves ready to live deeply, fully, and faithfully into and through whatever is coming next. Amen.